How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakodie as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. The anointing of ease will give you the key of authority. Amen. And the Davidic key is a key of authority. Amen. Hallelujah. The key of David is a key of authority. When you have that key, you are unkillable. Ah. No devil can touch you before your time. Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. It will make you untouchable. Hey. The key of David untouchable. It will make you untouchable. untouchable. You are unkillable and you are untouchable. untouchable. There is no weapon that was not shot at David. Ah. But because of the key, he survived. Amen. The anointing of ease will empower you to give orders to your enemies. Amen. So we are engaging the anointing of ease on the key of David. Yes, sir. For a supernatural intervention. Hallelujah. Something good will happen to you. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. It will put you in charge of the entire situation in your environment, in your family, in your father's house, in your mother's house. The key of David will put you in charge of every situation. You cannot have that key and be a loser. It's not possible. That is why I say you are unkillable and you are untouchable. By the key of David, Somebody's story is changing for life. Amen. We will see the aftermath effects Amen. of the key. Hallelujah. Once the key of the house of David is in your hands, no demon can trouble your life. Amen. No witch can touch you. Amen. Isaiah chapter 22 verse 22. Don't forget this scripture for the rest of your life. I'm taking you to unfamiliar territories. And the key of the house of David I will lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and none shall shut. You shall open. It means that other doors has been opened and they shut it. This is it. Some people financial door was open, they shut it. Some people marital door was open, they shut it. That is why some people can do engagement and the wedding will never come on. So the key of David is a spiritual master key. When the angel and Peter get to the iron gate, it opens by its own accord. It opens. So he shall open and no man can shut. Listen, he shall open and none. Give me the New Living Translation. None. None. The word none means none. Whether they are witches or wizards or demons or principality, none. none. When God says none, none. 
you will not have the decoder or the keys to open that door. If the key of David opens a door, you cannot shut it. You cannot shut it. My God. <laughs> Let me tell you, you see this key where Pastor Martin is standing, this door. The reason why this door is useless and not a threat is that it has no key. This is it. So when there is no key, everybody can enter and close. So it's not the door, it's the key. To fix a door without a key make the door useless. So the problem is that some of you have doors, but there is no key. I will give him the key of the house of David. So all this inner God has opened doors for me. Nothing is happening. They can come and shut it. And nothing is painful like you have a door and you don't have access. I can open my car and not lock it. Hmm? And ask you to go and move it without a key. That is why some of the new doors, some of the new cars they do, also, they make the key such a way that you don't need to put the key in the hole. It's a sensor key. Now the reason they do is that if somebody steals the car and the key is in your pocket, as he goes, the car will stop. So what causes a car to move is the key. So when you lock your car key in your car, the car is stuck. I have to, the Lord told me, say, teach them until they enter their spirit. Because some of you are still in the mind level. They must come down. That is why the Bible said that the Davidic key is among the mysterious keys in the Bible. I will give him the key of the house of David. Now, when you go to the BBE Bible, it spoke about the Davidic. Now, one of the translations said that I will give you the key of the family of David. Now, I will come to that somewhere in the middle and connect it to the covenant. There were over 250 covenants in the Bible. Only the sword covenant is mentioned three times. Now, the sword covenant that was mentioned three times, it sealed Aaron and his sons for the priesthood. And he sealed David and his sons for the kingship. Now, let me take you to unfamiliar territory. Three. Only the sword covenant is mentioned three times in the Bible. Three times. First time God said it. He said it in the book of Leviticus chapter number 2 and verse number 13. And every oblation of thy meat offering. So Moses was telling him, thou shalt seize it with salt. So among the over 250 covenants in the Bible, the salt covenant was mentioned three times. And every oblation of thy meat offering. Thou shalt seize it with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thy offering, thou shalt offer salt. Now, for today, I will not talk about this one. When you grow a little bit, I'll show you. But I'll mention two things that 
for Aaron and his sons and for the seal of the priesthood. The covenant of sword was introduced. And for David and his son, the covenant of sword was introduced. It means that it's irreversible covenant. Now come to the book of Numbers chapter 18. Behold, I also have given you the charge of my heave offerings of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. Unto thee I have given them by reason of the anointing to thy sons by an ordinance forever. Verse number 19. All the heave offering of thy holy things which the children of Israel offer unto the Lord I have given to thy sons and thy daughters with thee. Sons and daughters. Interestingly, this is the only time a covenant is mentioned and the women are involved. That is why I have to give the keys to both men and women. Watch this. Watch this. I have given it to thy sons and thy daughters with thee by a statue forever. It is a covenant of soul forever before the Lord unto thee and unto thy seed. So this one is what see Aaron on the sun in the priesthood. Now, you'll get this one. This is an interesting thing. In the Old Testament, only three people are anointed. You either carry a priesthood anointing, a kingship anointing, and a prophetic anointing. Now, both the kingship and the prophetic, both the kingship and the priesthood, he seal it with salt. So this time, God said that by a statue and by what? I have given it to you and thy children and thy sons and daughters with, by a statue forever. It's an statutory ordination. It cannot be reversed. And I have done this by the covenant of salt. Now watch this. After Solomon slept with all the women and disobeyed God, Jeroboam took over and the kingdom was divided into two. Abijah took Judah and Jeroboam took the rest. And so it was one against 11. Now I will say 10 because the, the, the Levitical priesthood was doing the things in the temple. Everybody must work and bring them tight. So the 10 of the things, they were in the sight of Jeroboam. Now listen, this is why the key is crucial. If you cut a covenant, you cannot fail. Once you make reference to a covenant, God doesn't have a choice than to respond. So watch this. David brought Goliath down by the covenant of Abraham. See with circumcision. So when David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He quoted the covenant. Now, in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter number 13 from verse 1, there was a battle between Jeroboam and Abijah. Now, in the 18th year of the king Jeroboam, began Abijah to reign over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah and the daughter of Uriah of Gibeah. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. So Judah versus 10 tribe. 1 versus 10. There was a war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Jeroboam was reigning Israel. Abijah was reigning Judah. And there was a war. And Abijah set the battle in array with an army of valiant men of war. Even 400,000. Hear this. 400,000 men. Judah. Uh, chose 
also set the battle in array against it with 800,000. I want to show you the key you are holding. 800,000 versus what? 400,000. So he was operating in double portion. Now watch this. 800,000 with what? Double. Watch this. Jeroboam also set a battle in array against him with 800,000 chosen men, being mighty men of error. And Abijah stood up upon the mountain. He has a minority. This battle is too strong for him. It's 10 against 1. So you must have a revelation to win the battle. You must walk with the key. So when he saw the 800 men and he saw his 400 men, there was nothing left. When they go to deeper, you show that this guy still has a backup. Jeroboam has a backup. Abigail doesn't have. And Abijah stood up upon Mount Zamerim, which is in the Mount of Ephraim, and said, Hear me, thou Jeroboam and all Israel. So he came to stand on the mountain. The battle was set in array. These guys were, they were here. And he said, Hear me, there is something called the battle of words before the physical battle. So the repetition of David and Goliath is coming in effect. Because the guy knows this battle, I cannot win it physically. Where we are going, you cannot prosper by hard working. You will need a key. Remember I told you, God established the priesthood anointing by the covenant of Saul. Now we are going to the kingship anointing. It is this guy that quoted what it is. And the verse, the next verse said that. So Jeroboam, ought he not? So when he stood at the mountain, he referred to a covenant and told Jeroboam, ought he not to know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom over to his David by the covenant and his sons by the covenant of salt. So when he stood at the mountain, he looked at Jeroboam and his army, all the mighty men of valor, and he said, I want to go to a covenant. I have the key of David in my hand. I have the key of David in my hand. I don't care your numbers. I don't care your army. I am going to your covenant. That don't you know that the Lord God gave the kingdom to David and he descended by the covenant of Saul. The mighty said that he established the Davidic kingship anointing. And the next verse said, Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, is raising up. Now look at the tribe. Now, so listen. When Abijah was quoting, look at the way he draw the thing. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David. So you are not from the line. Your father came to serve in the kingdom. You have sort of still the kingdom. So this guy said, who is your father? Don't you know that this throne that you are trying to steal and fight me, it was given a seal with salt. And the kingdom also has a key. So what is happening is that me and you are going to fight. You are counting on sophisticated equipment. But I have access to heaven. Access. I have the keys. And yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, is raising up and they have rebelled against his Lord. Huh? This is what Abijah is saying. Now watch this. And there are gathered unto him vain men, the children of Belial, and have strengthened themselves against Rehoboam. 
the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and tender-hearted and could not withstand them. Watch this. Huh? And now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord in the hand of the sons of David and you be a great multitude and there are with you golden calves and Jeroboam made you for gods. So you refer. Have you not cast out the priest of the Lord and the sons of Aaron? So watch this. He brought the priesthood covenant into it and remind them of their sin. That one, you have raised gods and the covenant of priesthood see with salt you have killed them. So when he said that, he wake God up. Ye have not cast out the priest of the Lord, the sons of Aaron. Ye have not cast the sons of Aaron and the Levite and have made you priests after the manner of the nations of other lands. So instead of introducing Aaron and his sons, see, because only two covenants are see we saw, the priesthood and the kingship. Only two. And these are among the only three people that can be anointed in the Bible. So whatsoever cometh to consecrate himself with a young bullock and seven ram, the same may be priests of them that are no gods. Watch this. Ah. But as for us, as for us, the Lord is our God. And we have not forsaken him. And the priests which minister unto the Lord are the sons of Aaron. And the Levites wait upon their business. So he said the battle in the grave. This is our battle of West. He has quoted the covenant. He has brought out the two covenants that see with Saul. He referred to the covenant of Numbers chapter 18 verse 19. And he brought it to this one and said that two covenants are sealed with the covenant of Saul. The priesthood and the kingship. We have not denied that. We recognize the priesthood and we also recognize the kingship which has a key. Watch this. And they bend unto the Lord every morning. Eh? Every morning and every evening bend sacrifice. So they engaged the battle with the sacrifice. They moved the battle from where soldier versus soldier and they started with the altar. <laughs> they were burning sacrifice morning and evening. Burn sacrifice and sweet incense. The show bread also set in order upon the pure table and the candlestick of gold with the lambs therefore to burn every evening for we keep the charge of the Lord our God but he have forsaken him. So all this why he's making God stand up on his throne. He's saying that, listen, will you sit down and let people who are forsaking you overcome people who are serving you? Remember, I've also referred to you the covenant. Ought you not to know that the Lord God gave the, the kingship of Israel to David and his son and sealed it with the covenant of Saul. Watch this. And behold, God himself is with us. Our captain, God himself is, is for our captain and his priest with sounding trumpet to cry alarm against you. O children of Israel, fight ye not against the Lord God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. This is the voice of Judah. Jeroboam caused an ambushment. So whilst they were talking there, this is the way the battle is. Whilst they were talking there, they were talking to the army in front of them. Jeroboam set another army to pass by. So he thought that it's only the 800. There was another army coming by. So they put them in the middle. While the guy was calling his God. That is why the Bible says, A thousand shall fall by your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. They will not come near your dwelling. Listen, when you are holding the key of David, don't be afraid of the enemies coming from the back and the front. Watch this, you will love them. 
But Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come about behind them. So they were before Judah and the ambushment was behind them. The ambushment was before and behind. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. The battle was before and behind. All they have is the key of David. And they cry unto the Lord. And the priest sounded with the trumpets. And it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. And the next verse said, And children of Israel fled. I see your enemies flee away from you. They fled. Yeah. Woe unto you. Listen. Woe unto you. When you face complicated battles and you don't have a covenant. What have you done in the house of God? That will be a point of reference. All this day at home is the devil's trap. This man stood and he said, what he know to know? He forgot him. David told Goliath, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? It means that when David, Goliath was standing before David, David is circumcised. He's not circumcised. And that coating, the woman David said that if he dies, God has broken his covenant. And he said in Psalm 84, my covenant will I not break. the word that come out of my mouth. And the children of Israel fled before Judah. And God delivered them into their hand. Watch this. And Abijah and his people slew them. One verse is 10. With a great slaughter. So they fell down slain of Israel. 500,000 chosen men. So listen. The 800,000 you took to battle. 500,000 died. How can 400,000 people kill 500,000? Does it mean there was no casualty among Judah? We will all go. We will all come back. And we'll come back with prosperity. Amen. Hey. One of my favorite scriptures, I said that Moses... We have counted all the men of war and none of them was missing. And Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter. So they fell down, slain of Israel, 500,000 to see men. And the Bible said, that the children of Israel were brought under at that time. And the children of Judah prevailed because of the key. Because they relied upon the Lord God of their fathers. They didn't rely upon sophisticated equipment. They didn't rely on their academic excellence. They didn't rely on their so-called beauty. They didn't rely on their political connection. They rely upon the God of their fathers. I am talking to somebody. They didn't rely on the country where they are. This time, it's not what country you are. It is about the God you know. Ah. Listen, something is happening. There is a lot of activities in activities. the realms of the spirit. Angels are ascending and descending. A lot of things are happening. 
It is the key of David that can make your family forgotten about you. During an inauguration of anointing service. But you are the chosen one. Okay. Where we are going. You cannot make it by your strength and courage. How did Abijah won this battle? It was not possible. Amen. He made this guy unique. I told you yesterday, I said, the key I've given to your hand. Okay? Even the book of Revelation referred to the key. The book of Revelation. I part from Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22. You remember? I will give him the key of the house of David. There is a particular translation. I think it's a message Bible. The message Bible said that I will give him the key of the Davidic heritage. We America, prof. Now, Revelation chapter 3, verse number 7 is where the writer refers, said that unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right, this thing saith he that is holy. That is Jesus talking. Huh? He that is true. He that have the key of David. He that open and no man can shut. It means that that key I'm talking about, only Jesus gives it. That is why when you open, no one can shut. It's a crucial key. Amen. What make this guy the way he is? This David guy. I told you. Among the kings in Israel, he is the only one who was anointed three times. First Samuel 16, 13. Let's read from verse 1 for clarification. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long would thou mourn for Saul? See, I have rejected him. From reigning over Israel, fill thy horn with oil. Fill thy horn with oil. So today, I have come to Hebron. Hebron is the making of kings. When this oil come on your head, you will become a king in the realms of the spirit. No king can be broke. I'm going to show you that Hebron is the making of kings. It's where kings are born. Fill thy horn with oil. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long would thou mourn for Saul? See, I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill thy horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king. And the Lord said unto Samuel, and Samuel said, how can I go? If so, here this will kill me. Jump to verse number four. Huh? And Samuel did that which the Lord spoke and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming. And then the Confucian said, they don't respect prophets. And people lambast them. But in the olden days, when a prophet appears, people tremble. Carries the word of God. Amen. The Lord have mercy on this generation. And someone did that which the Lord has sparked and came. And the others trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? And this he said, and he said, peaceably. And everybody went to do their dinner. They went to eat their dinner. The moment he said peaceably, because those days uh, when the prophet appeared, it's under blessing of judgment. But today I appear with blessing. Amen. Amen. The horns of salvation. Somebody's destiny will change. Amen. I came to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them unto the sacrifice. And watch this. 
And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eliab and said, surely, even the mighty prophet almost got deceived. It's your own looks. Don't depend on your makeup to fail. And the Lord said unto Samuel, right there, look not unto his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. It is not by might. It is not him that run it. It is not him that run it. For the Lord seeth not as man see. This is one of the scripture that everybody should give it attention. For man look on the outward appearance. This scripture should let every woman dress. It's a scripture we. It is the scripture that should make women not wear tattered dress and walk around. It is the scripture that will let you wear one night gown for one year to mess your marriage. This thing, it can save your marriage. He said, for man look at the outward appearance, but God look in the heart. Watch this. Go there. Go to the next. Then Jesse called Abinadab pass and made him to pass before somewhere. He said, neither have the Lord chosen. Yeah? A prophet was standing in somebody's house and there was a direct communication in heaven. To which him, Nakuba said, no, no. Hey, assembly. And Jesse made Shama to pass. All these people later end up in the military. And he said, neither have the Lord chosen this. Okay. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons pass by. So actually, Jesse has eight children. He forgot him the last one. It's a whole mystery in the Bible. How this guy was forgotten by his family. And later God also gave him a key. Warfare surrounds the birth of great destinies. Again, Jesse made seven of his son to pass by before Samuel. And Samuel said unto him, the Lord has not chosen this. All of them. And Samuel said to Jesse, I hear all thy children. So what am I here? The man, no. This is another thing. Go and bring your children. And then for some reason, you left one. I did all that children. And he said, oh, there remain yet the youngest. And behold, he keep the sheep. And someone said to Jesse, send and fetch him. Send and fetch him. For we will not sit down till he come thither. So from here to the bush of Ningo, they were standing there. Until David arrives. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy. And with that of a beautiful countenance. And no see another trouble for a man. A man can say, oh, 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 oh. He fast in seven years for five count. Because we are in trouble. He we have 14 days. Now the seven years old, so now he's 21. This is it. Do you know every man with a long hair in the Bible was tried by women? You know that. I'll tell you next time. Hmm. Absalom, Samson, David. This David guy was a very handsome man. That is why his children were very handsome. Absalom, Jesus Christ. The Bible, we say he was a beautiful guy. By the time they say you were beautiful, I am 
Yeah, how? The safest freight for a man is to be ugly. The safest place for a man to stay is to be ugly and fearful. And he sent and brought him now. And he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anointing. For this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil anointed him in the midst of his brother, brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David. Write your name there. And prophet Anna took the horn of oil and anointed Gloria and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. This is what is going to happen. God has not changed. I say God has no one changed. Second <laughs> huh? Samuel chapter 2, verse 4. Give it to me. Second. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 4. And the men of Judah came and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. Second anointing. And they told David saying that the men of Jabez Gilead were they that bury Saul. It's another message. But that's what I'm looking for. So after the first anointing was before his family, the second one was the tribe of Judah where he came from. Family anointing. And then local anointing. Now, it's going to move from where it is to multiplication. Second Samuel chapter 5 and verse number 3. So, all the elders of Israel, all of them, now after, the, after he was anointed by Judah, he left with 10 tribes. The Levites are the ones working in the temple, so they're out. Now, all the elders, so 10 elders, elders means uh, the leader of every tribe, Benjamin, the tribe of Ruby, the tribe of Issachar, the, all of them came to. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron. One day I'll preach to you the difference between Bethlehem and Hebron. And, and King David made a league or a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord and they anointed David king over Israel. This is what I call the Trinity anointing. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center P.O. Box GP21421 Accra. Telephone plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.